0: It's Jessica, and welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. If you celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope it was fantastic. And if you didn't celebrate, I hope you at least had an amazing weekend. All right, so now fall finales are just around the corner for TV, so I wanted to take a minute and just kind of look at a few of my favorite new shows of the year. Now, I decided to stick with just like the broadcasting networks, so ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, those kind of ones. Because honestly, if you added in all the streaming sites, I it would, oh my gosh, it would take forever <laughs> to try and narrow shows down. Uh, so that's why I just went with the broadcast big network. So today is my pop five favorite new shows of the fall. I know that's a long title, but pop five favorite shows. Now I'm just going to put a warning right now so I don't get angry messages I can't promise that there won't be any spoilers because I'm talking about like my shows and you know me when I get yapping I just blurt stuff out. So I'm just gonna say now big warning there might be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the shows go watch them and then listen to this or yeah. So just a heads up. Okay number five is a tie. (laughs) I know I'm already I'm already starting off because I know how top five lists work, and you're not supposed to have that. But if you've been listening, you already know I do honorable mentions and I already break all those rules, but it's my show. So this is how I'm doing it. No judgments, remember? All right. The tie is number five Mixed Dish and Perfect Harmony. Those are my tie shows. So Mixed Dish is on ABC. And it's a spin-off and/or like prequel to Blackish, set in the 1980s, and it follows Bo's parents, Paul and Alicia, who are forced to move from a hippie commune to the suburbs to better provide for their family after the dissolution of their cults. I know, it sounds it sounds weird, it sounds a little wacky, but go with me. A little trivia: when the pilot was filmed. Anders Holm played the role of Bo's father, Paul Johnson, and appeared in the early trailers and promo photos. However, the role was recast after the show was picked up and Holm's scenes were reshot. Mark Paul Gossler replaced Holm. See, and what's so interesting about that is I thought that the dad was supposed to be someone different the first time I watched it. And I couldn't believe that it was Zach Morris <laughs> as the dad on the show. So he's been fantastic in it though. I'm, I'm, it's been great. What kind of drew me to the show? I just kind of got sucked in by the concept. I thought the commune thing was really interesting. I also love the 80s. So I was just, that kind of drew me in. And then what's kind of kept me is honestly, I learned something new kind of every show about culture and, but what's weird is like, I can also relate kind of to some of what's going on. It's hard to explain, but the show is also really funny, and I think the characters are really starting to work well off each other, because you can tell, obviously, the first couple episodes, everybody's a little clunky, but it's definitely going into its own. And then Perfect Harmony is on NBC, and it's an Ivy League professor becomes the director of a rural church choir after he travels to the small town to bury his wife. Little trivia... This is not the first time that the actor who plays Reverend Jackson, or Reverend Jax, has sung on television. On the show Outsourced, he showcased his vocals by singing a bit of Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. So, uh, you know, this show started off a little rough for me. The first couple episodes I was like, "Mm." but there was enough there that Coco and I kept, kept watching it. And now I'm so glad we did because they've started developing the characters so much more and the relationships are really coming together and I love the singing in it and it just has a lot of heart and a lot of humor and if you haven't checked it out it's just 30 minutes or less so you should give it a shot it's it's fun. All right, number 4 is Stump Town on ABC. It's about a sharp-witted marine veteran who becomes a private investigator in Portland, Oregon, where she takes care of her brother, Ansel, and her best friend, Gray. It's based on the graphic novel series written by Greg Rucka, which I did not know it was based off a graphic novel before I did my research. A little trivia, Stumptown is not Portland, Oregon's only nickname. It is also known as PDX, Rip City, Rose City, Bridgetown, and Bridge City. (laughs) Jeez, lots. The name Stumptown comes from the stumps left by the thousands of trees cut down to make way for the city. Oh, that's kind of sad. And then um, this is Kobe Smulders, third time starring in a comic book adaptation following her brief appearance in Smallville and playing Maria Hill in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For me, this show is all about the dynamic between the main character and Grey, and I think if I'm being honest, it kind of fills the castle void for me. <laughs> um, I loved Castle. I love the back and forth between the characters. And so I think it it just really gives me that vibe. And I'm not saying it's anything like Castle. It's it's quite different, but I don't know. It just, the character's dynamic just kind of reminds me of that. So I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, for sure. This is another one that Coco and I watch every week. So Number three, Prodigal Son, Fox. Malcolm Bright, one of the best criminal psychologists around, uses his twisted genius to help the NYPD solve crimes. So in September 2019, Fox gave freshman Prodigal Son a full season order. The network has ordered an additional nine episodes, bringing the show's first season to a total of 22 episodes. The serial killer drama was the most watched new program of premiere week, in adults 18 to 49. Oh, also another little trivia. Tom Payne is 12 years younger than Bellamy Young, who plays his mother. So not too far off there. Okay, so another get real time, learn a little bit about Jess here. I really enjoy serial killer stuff. Uh, (laughs) I am really into true crime podcasts. I love me some twenty twenty. Uh, every Friday night, I watch all the serial killer documentaries that have been on Netflix and Amazon Prime, and and I've been into it for a while. So that's a little weirdness about me. So obviously, this show was going to be right up my alley. It's taken a few weird turns, but I like it because it's different, and it's a little bit unexpected than I thought. Here's maybe a little bit of spoiler, so if you haven't watched it, plug your ears. So far, my favorite episodes are the ones with his dad in them because his dad is actually put away in prison for being a serial killer. And the actor who plays his dad is fantastic. And the mom is great, too, in the mo- in the uh, TV show. But I'm still having a hard time not seeing her as Millie from Scandal. And if you watch the show and you watch Scandal, like, you get it. It's hard not to see her as that character. But she is so good in both of these shows. So, And and now that I'm several episodes in, it's getting easier. If you want to talk about the show and you're all caught up, feel free to DM me. Like, for real. Because I have some some theories that I would love to go over. Coco doesn't watch this show. So please talk to me about it. I have theories I want to go over with someone. All right. Number two. Evil CBS. And this one has actually been renewed shockingly. Out of all the ones that I'm talking about, this one's been renewed. And I'll tell you at the end why I'm shocked. It's about a skeptical female clinical psychologist who joins a priest in training and a blue-collar contractor as they investigate supposed miracles, demonic possession, and other extraordinary occurrences to see if there's a scientific explanation or something truly supernatural is at work. A little trivia, there are subliminal puzzle pieces that are scattered in the show that flash in one frame. They are usually in a place where they don't pop out too much at the viewer like in the first frame of a shot or in a brighter part of the frame. There are no puzzle pieces in the pilot, and the others contain somewhere between three and eight puzzle pieces. I didn't even realize this, and I follow this show on Facebook. (laughs) And it makes so much sense now because I would see people posting being like, did you see where the puzzle pieces were? And I kept wondering what the hell they were talking about with these puzzle pieces. Well, now I know. So now I'm going to have to really watch. Also, fun fact for all you listening, Michael Emerson, one of the main actors in this or, you know, a pretty big part in this show, is my third cousin. Fun fact on that. I am so glad the show has been renewed because, honestly, I thought I was really afraid it was going to go the way of The Exorcist show that I really liked. That only lasted two seasons. I hope this lasts more. Because I just feel like network shows don't always give like the creepy kind of supernatural type stuff a shot. So I love that this is already renewed. What I think is so cool about the show is that it can be genuinely creepy sometimes. This is another one that Coco and I watch together. And we both look forward to it every week. And it can be really creepy if you watch it at night for reals. But you also really have no clue if they can solve it with science. And even when they do solve it with science, you still kind of wonder in the back of your mind if it was supernatural. But also it, it makes you think, and I like that, is it mental illness or is the person really possessed? Is it a ghost or is it a projection from something? And as a person who likes scary stuff, but is also has always really been into psychology This show ticks a lot of boxes for me. So again, DM me, we'll talk. (laughs) Okay, number one, Emergence on ABC. It's about a police chief who investigates a case involving a young child found near the site of a mysterious accident. So I'm gonna give you some trivia and you might want to pause it to give yourself some time to think because I'm going to give you the answer right away. means this is number one. There's no point in waiting to the end. So including the show Emergence, so this one, this is the fifth series in which the pilot episode centers on mysterious events which occur on a passenger airliner. What are the other four, okay? Does that make sense? So what are the other four shows that center around like a mysterious event that happens on a passenger airliner. So I'm going to give you a second. If you want to think about it, pause it. Okay. Hopefully you paused it. You thought about it. I only got two of the four. So we have emergence, which is the first one. From 2004, we have lost, which I'm sure a lot of you got. 2008 was fringe, which I didn't really watch fringe. So I didn't get that one. 2014 was The Strain which again I didn't watch that and then um, the last one was Manifest 2018 which I did watch that one and that was the other one I got so I thought that was kind of a fun little little thing that's probably why this show reminds me a little bit of Lost well and also there's a character from Lost in the show so there you go another little trivia this marks the second time Allison Tolman has played the main character as a police officer The first time was as Molly on the first season of Fargo. She is fantastic. Now, this show is so good, and this is another one that Coco and I look forward to watching every week. This is probably the top one that we both kind of look forward to on shows that we watch together. It has so many turns and surprises, and it's just great. And I swear, almost every episode it ends, and we're just like, what the hell just happened? All the actors and actresses are fantastic, and the show is scary, like suspenseful, but also scary kind of in the fact, and again, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, so I don't know if you want to listen or not, but it's kind of scary in the fact that we don't know, like, what science is going to come up with next, and also, like, where is the line? So this is definitely a spoiler. So warning, warning. So she's like a robot. (laughs) if you haven't watched it. and uh, But she like has feelings and she's like a little girl and she drinks and eats and bleeds and it's insane. But they've also shown ways that she is not totally real. And so it is insane. Like it blows your mind how human. But like, and you know it's a show, but like it also makes you think, there's probably shit out there like that that we have no idea about. Either giant companies are making them or the government or something. But it kind of makes you think, what is that line? What make what makes something human? I think that's like a big question with AI. And so the show just really makes you think about that kind of stuff. Mind blown. I know I keep saying this. <laughs> But if you want to talk about this show, DM me, like direct message me, because I love talking about TV. So just ask Coco. All right. So that's it. Those are my top five or my pop five, if you say, fall TV shows on the big networks. What are yours? Do you have any that uh, aren't on my list that I should be watching? I know there are a lot of new shows out. And uh, even if they're streaming shows, let me know. I'm always looking for recommendations because, as you know, like, it's so overwhelming nowadays to try and keep up with all the shows. So it's almost like I do, especially for streaming shows, I do depend on recommendations because otherwise I just, they get lost. So please, shout out, throw me some ideas, and let me know on social media, like in the comments or anything like that. As I say every week, you can find me everywhere at Pop Culture Crush. And I guess that's it. I missed you guys. I hope you missed me. But we're back now, at least, you know, full Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the next several weeks. So I can't wait to talk to you. Have a fantastic Monday. Bye.